Okay, so this is the Last Call podcast with Chris Michaels. This is the second podcast that I'm doing tonight. I tried to do another one earlier, and it didn't work out the way that we wanted it to work. There was incessant popping. This is a new microphone. I don't know what happened. I tested the microphone, but it didn't work. And so that made me furious because this microphone and this soundboard, I have always had problems with it. Hopefully I fixed the problem, but we will see what goes on. So, oh gosh, another month. That means some other group has to be observed and we need to celebrate that group for the next 30 days. And it just so happens that it's Pride Month. So everything is going to be all rainbows. Every single company that you see out there, rainbow this, rainbow that, NFL, is all decked out in rainbows, which is kind of ironic. Um, but let me tell you about my position before I go into this. And everybody says, oh, gosh, oh, boo-hoo. Listen, I don't care about what you prefer in bed. I don't care about what you prefer emotionally or spiritually or physically, what you're physically attracted to. It makes no difference to me. Your intrepid host, your brilliant host, Chris Michaels. Love who you want, do what you want with whoever you want, as long as it's both consensual. Now, this is where I kind of get a little bit out of whack here, and it's not necessarily out of whack. It's just that I, it's something I don't understand. So the whole thing is, especially with the Gay Pride Parade, now I've grown up in New York, I've driven through them, I've seen them, the whole nine yards. I don't get how the supposed parade is to bring awareness to the Gay Pride movement and to promote acceptance of the community from the greater part of society. So I don't understand that, because if you ever see a gay pride parade. Like, nobody is dressed. Everyone is out there uh, doing whatever they want. It's not uncommon to see people dressed up in S&M leather gear uh, with dog masks on their heads. And another guy in chaps with his ass hanging out uh, with leashes holding on and guiding those people decked out in S&M gear and dog masks. Not uncommon. So I, I just don't see how you're promoting the idea that you want to be accepted by society as a whole when you're out there doing that. Why don't you just act like I, I don't know I don't I, I don't want to say normal, but why why can't you just march? It's not everybody that does it, but these certain people. I don't understand why sexual fetishes and kinks need to be out there under the guise that this is the culture and you need to accept us. If you really want to be accepted, if you want to say, hey, look, we're gay, lesbian, whatever, then just march. Like, nobody cares if you're sucking on balls or licking labias. Nobody cares if you're slapping baloney skins together and scissoring with your partner. Nobody cares. Absolutely nobody cares. So what I don't understand is that, like, why do we have to promote our sexual kinks or whatever? And the, the argument is, well, that's part of the culture. Really? I mean, you don't see other cultures, other types of people in society that go out there and say, hey, guess what? I like it when my wife wears a strap on and pounds me in the ass. Nobody, nobody's out there doing that. 
there are plenty of people that love that kind of thing, but nobody's out there doing it. I just don't understand that. And then when people take their kids to these parades, I also can't comprehend how the people marching in the parade are saying, well, this is our culture and the kids and everybody should just accept it. And the kids, they're, they're fine. They're, they're all part of it. It's a great celebration. I'm pretty sure five and six-year-olds shouldn't be seeing ass cheeks flapping around and, and all sorts of other things. Now, if you want to be a responsible parent and you want to bring up your child exposed to many cultures, there are ways to do that. And at the same time, while there are children at gay pride parades seeing things that they probably shouldn't be seeing, why are the parents, knowing what they're going into, allowing kids their kids to go there? That's what I don't get. I don't get why that whole thing is okay and why, they, why these parents that bring their kids there have the gall to act shocked at what they're seeing and what their children are exposed to. I, I, I don't necessarily understand that. So it's, it's kind of moronic and idiotic in both directions. Now, this is where I get a little disturbed. When we're trying to indoctrinate children chemically, emotionally, spiritually into this kind of culture. And we have to look at Blue's Clues. Now, let me also say this. I don't care. Nobody cares about what you love, who you love, and what kind of sexual kinks you have. But where I start to get a little disturbed is when you try to indoctrinate children through subliminal messaging or signal to other adults what your message is and it, that message involves children. So we look at Blue's Clues. And Blue's Clues did a big old episode, and they had a drag queen out there hosting the Pride Parade in Blue's Clues land, whatever that, whatever that is. And so we've got the big, poofy, purple hair. We've got the crown. The drag queen has huge eyelashes, big old eyeliner, mud, eyebrows, big lips, bushy uh, not bushy anything, but uh, rosy cheeks, all bedazzled. Now, here's the thing. If you're not looking for symbolism, you don't pick up on anything that was put into this episode. If we were to look at this drag queen that's hosting the parade, we see two kinds of spirals either on either side of her face. Okay, so it kind of looks like those hypnotic spirals. Now, according to the FBI, there are certain symbols that the pedophile culture uses uh, to, to express, I guess, interests in certain things. So, the first thing with this drag queen that's hosting the gay pride parade is that the symbols, the swirls in her hair, according to the FBI, when you see swirls like that, particularly when they're in a triangular shape, triangular squirrel, um, it represents people that love little boys. Next, we see the drag queen. She has a top on, and it's in the shape of a heart. So there are two hearts, particularly. The first heart is a big old red thing, and then there's a smaller heart. It's pink, and it is overlaid, the big red heart. Now, that doesn't 
really seem to be that big of a deal until you look at the FBI document again. And they say that there, it, when there is one heart superimposed onto another heart, a smaller heart on top of a bigger heart, it symbolizes girl lover. Both of these symbols are for pedophiles. Now, the other little drop in Blue's Clues is the drag queen's microphone. It has a black head, and oddly enough, it's got a fist in it. So it is symbolic of Black Lives Matter, various communist movements. I mean, it, it is so obvious to anybody that pays attention to politics. I mean, it, it's just sad. It's just so sad that they're trying to indoctrinate people, and they're trying to let this slip by. But there aren't brilliant individuals. There aren't enough brilliant individuals out there like me that pick up on all of this stuff or know people that pick up on all of this stuff. There is also another float in the Blues Clues Gay Pride Parade. And it kind of looks like a birthday cake or, or cake layering, uh, the way the bottom of this float is. And that, Now, that's not a big deal. But what is a big deal is the colors that are used in the layering. And if you look at the colors, it is like a deep blue, a lighter blue, a yellow, a white, yellow, pink, and then it goes down to a, a like a deeper pink. I wouldn't say it's red, but it's a deeper pink. And that, if you arrange those colors that way, that is a flag. Another part of this community, that flag represents minor attracted persons, meaning pedophiles. Minor attracted persons are adults that are attracted to minors, and they are trying to hitch their wagon up to the LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ plus community and saying, we deserve acceptance too. I'm sorry, pedophiles do not deserve acceptance. You had people all throughout history that are trying to do this. Ruth Bader Ginsburg wrote a paper with other folks in 1976, I think it was, or 1970s, I'll, I'll leave it at that, promoting that the age of consent should be 12 years old. Now, to me, that doesn't seem like you're doing the right thing by children. It doesn't seem like you're doing the right thing to promote the women's movement by saying the age of consent should be 12 years old. To me, that sounds like you're a pederast. What else is going on besides this? I mean, this kind of thing, what I just brought up in Blue's Clues, is more symbolic to adults that know what they're looking for to say, oh, okay, Blue's Clues, they're in on it. I know that, you know, Blue's we're we're in cahoots. Got it. I understand this. But what's really disturbing is the fact that how easy it is to change gender in children. And what I mean by that is it's almost an overnight process that a four-year-old, a five-year-old can say, you know what, I feel like a girl today, if you're a boy, if the, if the child is a boy, I feel like a girl today. And then all of a sudden, oh gosh, I've got a transgender child, and let's immediately start that child on hormones to change the gender. The kid's four years old. The kid is five years old. Let the kid 
do whatever it wants. The idea that children can be pumped on, pumped up on anti-androgens, which basically means they don't, or, or puberty blockers, right? They don't go through puberty the right way. And they dump the opposite hormones into the kid so that they don't go through the, the appropriate or, or the, the, the puberty that nature intended. And that's completely okay. I read an article today. A kid, a guy, do you know how long it took, how many appointments, how many doctor's appointments it took for this person, for this kid, this guy, to go through gender reassignment surgery? Surgery, which means lopping off the balls. It took three appointments. That is nothing. That is the blink of an eye. The first appointment is probably a consultation. Hey, you know, how do you, how do you feel? Second appointment. Oh, do you still feel that way? Third appointment. Snip, snip. You're now a girl. The person is now suffering from extreme bouts of depression to the point of considering suicide. And they wish, they wish that they had more pushback because more than likely, there was some sort of traumatic event. Now, this isn't for everybody, but there could have been a traumatic event in this person's life that caused them to act that certain way and say, oh, gosh, I don't want to be a guy. I don't want to be a girl. I want to be the opposite sex. But you should really discuss that with an honest-to-God therapist, a psychologist, psychoanalyst, whatever it is, and really make sure your decision is what you actually want and not acting out. Now, of course, there are people out there that have always felt that way. I've got plenty of trans friends. Uh, ironically, uh, one of my trans friends from Europe, uh, she's the largest Trump supporter I've ever met in my life. I mean, she is just Trump all the way. Never met anybody else like that. Not even in the United States have I met an ardent Trump supporter like her. Um, and there are people that, that, that grow up and say, hey, look, I, I'm not comfortable. And they get comfortable, and that's what they do. And that's fine. They're a mature adult. They made that decision as an adult. They didn't make that decision at four years old, at five years old. And I bring up those ages because you can find articles from the Daily Mail and other, and other uh, uh, periodicals from England. They talk about this stuff, how kids five and six years old are allowed to be the opposite sex. And the parents go along with it. The school promotes it. That's not okay. That's not okay. You've got to be an adult. If I can't vote until I'm 18, I'm pretty sure it's not in the best interest of me to assign my gender at five. I just don't buy it. What I do buy, what I do buy is a soft, a soft way to control the population. What they're trying to do is they are trying to not allow people to have kids, either through an emotional manipulation, a chemical manipulation, confusion, um, culturally promoting a certain type of lifestyle that doesn't allow procreation. And let's be honest here. I mean, it's quite all right. Nobody cares what you go after. If you're a guy and you like guys, if you're a girl and you like girls, if you're trans and you like guys or girls, and girl, or if you're a guy and you like girls and trans and guys, nobody cares about it. Nobody cares about it. But what we do care about 
is making sure kids have a fair shot at understanding how they actually feel and not have any sort of outside manipulation. This is from Summit News. Japanese researchers have been able to flip the gender of catfish from male to female with soy products. Basically, anything you see out there, part of the vegan section, almost everything you see out there has soy in it. You can go to uh, the Nordic countries. They feed most of their inmates soy-based products because, especially male inmates, because it reduces the amount of testosterone or it increases the amount of estrogen in the system and makes male prisoners more docile. So they stop arguing. They stop fighting as much. That's part of this. Now you're telling me that you're able to flip the gender of an animal through soy products. Kind of see where I'm going. Oddly enough, the, the I think it was the fifth largest today meat producer is suffering from a cyber attack. And they've subsequently closed down all of their processing facilities throughout the United States, throughout Australia, throughout New Zealand, and uh, uh, two other places too. So what are they going to do? Oh, gosh, we're, we just can't eat meat anymore. We've got to be in control of the Green New Deal. You see how this works? You see how all of this kind of works together? We had the pipeline a couple of weeks ago. Green New Deal stepping in. We've got to find an alternate source to, uh, to fuel. Uh, then we have now uh, meat processing been hacked. We've got to shut everything down. We need to find an alternate source to beef. Now, I'm not really a beef eater. I'm not, I don't really eat meat, so it doesn't matter to me. But still, you get what they're doing. It's so obvious. It's so plotting. It's not even subtle. And people just sit there, oh, my gosh, I better get the vaccine. Now, what else do we have? We have, and this is from National Geographic, mercury poisoning makes birds act homosexual. That doesn't mean gay birds. It doesn't mean male and male. It means birds of a same sex attracted to one another when they are subjected to mercury poisoning. Now, why do I bring this up? When I was a kid, we had eight inoculations. That's it. Nowadays, kids before the age of six have upwards of 33 inoculations. 33 inoculations now what is in most i'm not saying all because i can't confirm it most vaccines or most inoculations why none other than thimerosal i've known about thimerosal for two decades thimerosal is a mercury-based preservative a lot of people blame autism on thimerosal but i now that we see these studies from national geographic I would say that part of this agenda, part of this movement where people are confused about what they prefer sexually could chemically have to do with the amount of mercury in the system, could have to do with the amount of soy in the food supply. They're trying to confuse people on a chemical 
level. They don't even realize why they're confused. They don't even realize why they feel certain things and certain emotions and certain attractions. Because chemically, they have been manipulated from birth. And this is not going to go away anytime soon. And people need to start realizing what's going on here. What else do we have? We've got a teacher from a very, very prestigious New York City private school. I think the school's name is Dalton, if I remember. I don't have the full article in front of me. It's from the dailymail.co.uk. Person's name, Justine Fonte. Now, what did Justine Fonte do? By the way, this private school costs parents $50,000 a year. These parents had no idea what Miss Fonte was going to teach their six-year-olds. Six-year-olds. First graders, six years old. She taught them about sex. She showed them a cartoon which had children naked. And they also discussed how these children liked to masturbate. And they showed the whole process for males and females. What would you do? What would you do if that was your kid in there and you had no idea that your six-year-old was being taught how to masturbate and being taught what sex was? This is part of that pedophile MAPS movement. Minor attracted persons. Why does this person have a job? Why does that private school allow that kind of material to be taught to six-year-olds? Enough is enough. Where does the buck stop? We need to start taking more and more. I mean, I don't have kids, but we need to start taking more and more control of how our kids are taught, what they're exposed to. Oh, that was another thing. Speaking of being exposed. UNICEF, UNICEF, big deal, UNICEF, out there saying that, oh, children viewing pedof uh, uh, pornography uh, it shouldn't necessarily be outlawed, and it's a form of freedom of speech. So if you don't allow your child to view pornography, then you are violating their human rights. That article had such backlash, it's been memory hold. They took it down. It was up for about a day, and that day was yesterday, Memorial Day. And then that was it. But could you imagine? This is the agenda that's going on here. They're trying to promote pedophilia. They're trying to lower the age of consent so that the elites can do whatever they want and technically not break the law. Look at the amount of kids coming into the country. They are replenishing this supply that Jeffrey Epstein was allowing to be filtered into the elites. That's all that is. It's not, oh, woe is me, oh, poor kids, they want to come here. No, no, no. A lot of this has to do with child trafficking, replenishing the child trafficking rings that were demolished under Donald Trump. That's what this has to do. That's why they hated him so much, by the way. Finally, we're going to leave you with a story. Mr. Tay Anderson. Mr. Tay Anderson was on... Uh, a school board in Denver. He was so proud, so proud. Seven to zero was the vote from the school board. They voted 
and removed police from Denver public schools. They were defund the police. We don't want them here. I can't stand it. This cannot happen. We've got to take these police out of here because they're only creating discord and violence. Well, do you know what Mr. Tay Anderson was doing on the side? Why, he was molesting 62 children that we know about. And also, Mr. Anderson was on one of the leaders of the Black Lives protest movement in Denver. The only thing, he subsequently has been kicked off of the school board, thankfully. But this person should rot in hell. Oh, so proud. I'm on the school board. You're molesting children, at least 62 that we know about. What a horrible human being. And that's part of this agenda. They want to normalize that kind of behavior. And they want to curb the population. So they're causing people on a chemical basis. They're not even aware of it sometimes. I mean, you always have the people. They are aware of it. Homosexuality, lesbianism is nothing new. It's been here for literally eons. Ever since mankind was born or created thousands of years ago, it's been there. So this is nothing new. What is new is that the elites are trying to alter the chemicals that people are dealing with in their own bodies to create this, to further this kind of movement. And that's what's disturbing because you're removing people's choice and they don't even know about it you've removed that choice on a chemical level and they're not even aware of it and that's what's most disturbing and we need to start fighting back against this and we need to make more and more people aware of what's going on when it comes to inoculations and chemicals that we are forced to deal with so this is the last call podcast with chris michaels Hopefully this microphone recording method that I've come up with actually works and we don't have to deal with the popping anymore. So you can find me on Spotify. You can find me on Apple Podcasts. You can also find me on Anchor. Please share. Please like. Please spread it around. I'm on Twitter. You can find me there at Last Call with Chris Michaels. And at the, I think the the handle is Last Call Caravan because we're going to parade around the country. And bring brilliance and enlightenment to all that want to hear. So that's it for me. I'm Chris Michaels, and you have been listening to The Last Call Podcast.